0: A pirate's favorite letter? You might think it's R, but it's really C, as the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast knows for sure. A podcast the Navy has refloated more than once. As a child, he tried to build a snowman out of rain, Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're back again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us at the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. You might have heard my Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, just announce my identity to you. I am Doug Jones, your Medicare expert, or at least your Medicare specialist. There may be some areas of Medicare I'm not too expert on, but I do specialize in Medicare. I love helping people deal with Medicare, and I love helping people conquer Medicare. One way to conquer Medicare that I recommend is to go to barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com and buy my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. Assuming it's still 2023 when you're listening to this episode, then you want to put Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 into the search window so that you don't accidentally wind up with an older edition. And then when you have purchased that, or when you've gotten ready to purchase that, you're going to have some choices to make. You can get the very inexpensive ebook or Kindle version from Amazon, you can get the Audible version. I will tell you about a, a great use of the Audible book uh, that I ran into yesterday. Uh, that's about $6. If you want the most popular edition, it's going to be the paperback edition from Amazon, and that's an $8 purchase, and I'm sure they're going to nick you for some cash or for some taxes. And then if you want the best of the best, the cream of the crop, You're going to want to buy the $22 hardcover version with colorful illustrations that you can read, absorb the knowledge in a very short time, and then wrap it up and and gift it to a friend who's having a birthday or a special occasion. And they will open that and they'll say, what the heck are you giving me a Medicare book for? I'm only 55 years old. But the important thing is the thought that counts. And uh, that is the finest conveyance of medicare knowledge that you're ever going to be able to provide to a friend or loved one because when people read my book many of them contact me and they thank me for making medicare so simple and i am just all uh, quiver with, with happiness because that's what i live for i'm so glad to be able to help people now once you've read my book you're going to realize that Medicare alone is kind of a skimpy protection. There there are a lot of exposed areas that could cause you financial distress. So I suggest that you contact me. And with a small amount of information about you, I'm going to be able to tell you what it would cost to buy the ancillary insurance products that will complete your protection under Medicare, leave you bulletproof. And especially if you want to do it at a reasonable cost, My uh, Uh, My opponents or my my competitors in the insurance business will not do that. I've caught many of them lying about that because uh, they would rather they earn more money if they sell you a more expensive product. So you're never going to hear about my favorite Medicare supplement. You're never going to hear from them about the uh, best drug plan, the cheapest and best drug plan that might be available for you in your area. Uh, That's what I specialize in, and that's why I don't make any money to speak of. That's why my wife is constantly distressed, because I have chosen to sell the least costly products to my clients, and therefore, my income is severely depressed. Randy, it's depressing me just thinking about it. Could you uh, take over for a while?
1: Oh, wake up. You know, cheer up, Doug. It's not that bad. You could be living in Pugsleyville.
0: Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. I just got back from Pugsleyville, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for reminding me about that.
1: You know, we were coming home from supper last night. You know, we were talking before we got on the recording about we Margaret, my wife, and I met some friends last night, and we all the way out there and all the way back, we talked to ourselves and said, you know, we're just freaking lucky we could be living in Nebraska. You know, it's (laughs) uh, there's humidity. There's crickets, yeah. there's mosquitoes the size of B-52 bombers. Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, I mean, actually, have you ever seen, well, you lived in Pugsleyville. Yep. Did any of your mosquitoes ever have landing lights on them?
0: I've got four acres, and I believe that that was a mosquito air base uh, when yeah. it was built. And it is, uh, you know, because the big trees shade it, the woods are constantly encroaching. I hired a machine and an operator to eat the woods so yes. all the um the major trees are there but the uh the ground cover the bushes the uh yeah, uh, yeah undergrowth yeah. is now gone so i think the mosquitoes might have moved on to the neighbors but four oh. acres four acres of a mosquito air base oops kazoon tight
1: <laughs> oh thank you oh i was I gonna say to thinking about, i got to thinking about mosquitoes and it just came on
0: Oh, I don't blame you. I was going to say uh, that when I mentioned the Kindle or the ebook version. No, excuse me, the Audible book uh, that my uh, my uh, uh, it, that's being sold on Amazon. I yesterday or two days ago, I got a letter from somebody who said, uh, "Dear sir," he was very polite. He said, "I live in so and so, and my wife is completely blind, and she is uh, she uh, has under age sixty five Medicare, and she needs your help to get a Medicare supplement." and a drug plan. And then he said the magic words. He said, she has listened to your audible book about 10 times in order to absorb every bit of knowledge. And I thought to myself, boy, that's a dedicated student. (laughs) I'll tell you right now. And uh, so I called her uh, His instructions were that in order to accurately convey her drug uh, needs that I would need to talk to her about how much of this she takes and how much of that she takes. And so I called her and she said, Oh, my God, is this really you? She said, you're a like a star. You're a rock star around our house. And she was so happy to hear from me. I said, let me put my wife on the phone. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. But I think I would be treated with a little more respect around here if I had been, <laughs> listen, been able hey, to tell listen my to wife, what this,
1: Listen to what you know, this lady says about me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was very refreshing to be treated with some respect. And and uh, she is going to buy Products for me, and I'm very pleased about that. More importantly, I was able to solve a kind of a vexing problem because they live in South Carolina. South Carolina is a state that's freedom for insurance companies. And so the costs, insurance costs to do business there are pretty low. So the premiums are pretty low, which I normally recommend. They don't force insurance companies to offer a wide range of Medicare supplement policies to people who are under 65. I would love to have been able to offer her a high deductible plan, but they don't. The state of South Carolina does not force the insurance companies to offer that particular plan. to their under 65 clients so they don't do it because they're it's a money loser basically the insurance companies almost do that as an act of charity when people are under 65 and they have medicare it means they've been disabled for two years and it means that they're pretty messed up so it's uh the insurance companies are we're lucky that they offer any sort of plans for those under 65 who have medicare and this lady was just such a sweetheart. And uh, she is uh, going to buy a Medicare supplement plan from me after having listened to the audible book about 10 times. Uh, I feel like I've done God's work. God
1: bless bless her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And her husband came home and gave me the third degree. Okay. How much is this going to cost? How much is that going to cost? And he ran me through the ringer pretty well, but I think I gave a good account of myself because I have a clear understanding of what can be done, what should be done. And what cannot be done. So I'd like to think I helped him out. The curator, the content curator for our little podcast here, our little soiree, our day at the beach, our our, uh, fun in the park, has got a stack of stuff like you wouldn't believe. And I should tear into some of it. Otherwise, she's going to feel upset and ignored. Well, we certainly
1: don't want that to happen.
0: Absolutely
1: not. You know what happens then?
0: Oh, boy. Happy, unhappy wife, unhappy life. Is that what you're going right. to say? That's right.
1: That's exactly what I, You're <laughs> going to be eating down at Burger King. That's what's going to happen.
0: Oh, I'd, I'd drive a little farther and go to uh, In-N-Out Burger because they are not letting their employees wear masks anymore. So, Oh, you know, that's it, good.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Absolutely be true. I'm going to go ahead and mute myself out and you right. can take it off.
0: Come back when you hear those crickets because we all know that there's some glitch in the system and the crickets... <laughs> cannot audibly tell me how how late I am on this episode. So, um, okay, here's a, this article is uh, entitled at least 1.7 million Americans use health sharing arrangements despite the lack of protection. Now health sharing arrangement is not an insurance company, but it's a voluntary group of people that got together to create benefits by sharing their resources in order that the neediest among them be protected from medical expenses that would otherwise bankrupt them. That's the closest I can come to saying that they're not health insurance companies, but they act like health insurance companies. And it's remotely possible that a member of a sharing arrangement like this could be fooled into thinking that they're actually covered by health insurance. Um, The government has real strict rules for health insurance companies. And of course, that drives up the cost uh, dramatically. So these health sharing arrangements, and I've had a couple of, of clients who are coming from at age 65 from a health sharing arrangement to Medicare. And I have to say that <clears throat> they are, for all practical purposes under the law, uninsured because they don't have the protections that this article refers to in some cases, the government meddling in the insurance business is helpful because it protects people from getting screwed by unscrupulous operators. And in some cases it's a negative because it drives up the cost for no particular reason. So I'll put that um, opinion on the shelf for a moment and I'll just go through this article about health sharing arrangements. A new report has provided the first national count of Americans who rely on health care sharing plans, arrangements through which people agree to pay one another's medical bills. And the number is higher than previously realized. This report came from the Colorado Division of Insurance, and they found that more than 1.7 million Americans rely on sharing plans, and that many of their plans require members to ask for charity care. Before submitting their bills to the plan, these plans cover more people than we had previously known. Uh, and under the arrangements, members who usually share some religious beliefs agree to send money to each other to cover other members' health care bills, health insurance uh, or medical bills. At least 11 of the sharing plans that reported data uh, operated in or advertised plans in all 50 states last year, uh, two years ago, in 2021. Sharing plans do not guarantee payment for health services and are not held to the same standards and consumer protections as health insurance plans. Sharing plans are not required to cover pre-existing conditions or provide the minimum health benefits mandated by the Affordable Care Act. And that might not be a bad thing. Uh, Unlike health insurance, sharing... No, that was me pontificating there. Unlike health insurance, sharing plans can place annual or lifetime caps on payments. A single catastrophic health event can easily exceed a sharing plan's limits. That means if somebody has a horrible uh, experience that causes tons of medical bills, it could wipe out the whole sharing plan. Um, I know that when I was talking to a claims person, the most expensive claims that uh, they ever saw, the ones that were in the millions of dollars back you know, 50 years ago, were premature babies and burn victims. And I'm sure there are other things that are <clears throat> hugely expensive now, but that's what the biggest claims that most insurance companies saw uh, back then were caused by. So going on with this article, what we hear from consumers is that when they purchase one of these sharing arrangements, they do think there is some guarantee of coverage for the most part, despite the disclaimers on many of the organization's websites, the Colorado report found that the health sharing arrangements often require their members to seek charity care or assistance from providers, Governments or consumer support organizations before submitting their sharing requests. These costs are then shifted to other public or private health agencies. Um, a woman who is the director of the Alliance of Healthcare Sharing Ministries represents five of the largest and longest operated sharing plans in the country. She said sharing ministries encourage members to act like the uninsured people they are. Such requirements to sh- Seek charity, care, reflect a desire to be good stewards of their members' money. Think about it like a soup kitchen, she said. Fourteen sharing plans reported that Colorado members submitted a cumulative $362 million in health bills in 2021, and nearly $132 million of those dollars requested were approved. Uh Uh-oh. So they asked for $362 million but only $132 million were approved. The remainder, sharing plan executives told the division, reflected duplicative bills, ineligible charges, negotiated discounts, and the members' agreed-upon portion of medical bills. It's not like every claim on a healthcare sharing request is going to be eligible for sharing. They have to submit the whole bill. They can't just pull out a piece of it. But consumer complaints to the Division of Insurance and to the consumer assistance programs uh, show that members do not always realize what the sharing plans will cover. We have seen firsthand the risks that people face when they sign up for these arrangements without rec- recognizing the magnitude of the risk that they're assuming for their healthcare costs. Um, this uh, person who just made that statement disputed the notion that members don't know the parameters. Oh, somebody else disputed the notion that members aren't aware of the limitations of their sharing plans. <laughs> That's just suggesting that our members are dumb, she said. Is not it likely that somehow our people are going to be willy-nilly jumping blindly into something? A small business owner in Longmount, Colorado, said that she and her partner signed up for a direct primary care plan in 2017 that covered primary care visits for $179 a month. Um, Direct primary care plans are payment arrangements between patients and providers for receiving health care services without billing insurance. So the plan had an arrangement with Liberty Health Share, a Canton, Ohio-based sharing plan with more than 131,000 members nationwide to cover additional services like preventive screenings, emergency room care, and hospitalizations for $349 a month with a $1,000 deductible. The rates increased to $499 a month with a $1,750 deductible in 2020. Uh, Getting payments, apparently, was a major hassle. It took about four to eight months to get reimbursed. It was a fight with every bill. When she heard about enhanced subsidies for for the uh, Affordable Care Act marketplace plans, In 2022, she decided the hassle was no longer worth it and switched to a Kaiser Permanente plan for $400 a month. I will never go back to Liberty Health or to a health care sharing plan, she said. I didn't agree with the whole ministry thing. They made you sign off saying you believe in God, which was like, whoa, I guess that's what I have to do to get my health insurance. See, she called it insurance, even though a health care sharing plan is not Insurance. Uh, So a woman, uh, a 49-year-old woman in Aurora, Colorado said she signed up for the same company for a health share plan in 2017 as a more affordable alternative to her husband's employer-based plan. We kind of felt like we were cutting out the middleman in a way, and it was a helping out your neighbor sort of deal. But when she became pregnant unexpectedly, she had trouble getting her health bills paid. Initially, this Liberty outfit paid only a portion of the tab and her bills got sent to a collection agency. It was only through multiple calls that she learned she needed to send her bill to a third party that would negotiate with the providers. It took years to get it cleared up, she said. So uh, many of the details of this account were attributed to some delay in payment to her. Failure to submit the required supporting documentation, the guy at the company said. The representative from Liberty Health Share, uh, a guy named Mike Quinlan, age forty-two from Denver, turned to a health sharing ministry in twenty fourteen after the birth of his first child cost him seventeen thousand in out-of-pocket costs, on top of nearly twenty-four thousand in premiums that year, and under. Let's see, that was under his employer-sponsored health plan. He said the births of his three youngest children were covered in full by Samaritan Ministries International, a Peoria, Illinois-based sharing plan with uh, 360,000 members, to which he contributes $600 a month. When he incurs large health expenses, he receives a slew of $600 checks from other members, he said. Every year, this guy attests that he is a Christian, and identifies the church he attends. This is a group of like-minded people who have said voluntarily, we're going to trust each other to cover each other's health care costs. The rules differ from one plan to another. Some sharing plans require members to pledge to abide by Christian principles, and some exclude payment for out-of-wedlock births or health issues, that arise from drug use. Many sharing plans exclude coverage of contraception, mental health services, and abortion, often with no exception for rape or safety of the mother. Well, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. Uh, uh, Many customers can get a health care plan for less than the cost of a sharing plan, particularly with increased federal and state subsidies put in place in recent years. State officials are also working to inform consumers of the financial risks associated with health-sharing arrangements, some of which have gone bankrupt in recent years. Well, my opinion on these health-sharing arrangements, especially the ones that are religious in nature, can appeal to you. The cost can be attractive. The fact that you're helping out your fellow believers can be attractive. But there is no uh, compelling Uh, overriding law that requires them to actually pay your claims. If they decide not to for one reason or another, there is no weight of law behind that decision that will compel them to pay your claims. So you could wind up facing some big, some very severe uh, problems getting your medical insurance claims paid. Uh, And I don't recommend doing that only because insurance companies build up reserves In anticipation of claims so they are cash um, rich in many respects they're able to pay the claims and if an insurance company has a run of bad luck if they go broke then the government allows you to get other insurance without being penalized or inhibited by medical underwriting your health history will not be a factor you'll able be able to walk right to another insurance company and go to them and buy their insurance, maybe a little too expensive, but certainly um, much more reliable insurance. Whereas if you have a health sharing arrangement that goes broke or refuses to pay your bills, you're kind of up the creek without a paddle. So moving on, half of U.S. adults skip common health care screenings, including tests for certain diseases. Oh, boy. This is from Aflac. So, internal AFLAC data shows that its cancer wellness benefit claims dropped in 2022 from three years prior to that, 2019. Americans are likely to skip important health screenings, and women have a less positive outlook than men do regarding their current and future health prospects, according to a survey released by AFLAC. The survey was based on about 2,000 employed adults, uh, and it examined attitudes, habits, and opinions about health and preventive care and found that half of adults have avoided at least one common health screening. That's me. I avoid all common health screenings unless somebody tells me that I have to go. So I'm uh, right there with these other people that were studied by Aflac in, uh, in this uh, 2000 employee um, study that they did run in uh, 2022. Let's see. These screenings included tests for certain disease diseases. But for 51% of the respondents respondents who said they have had cancer, that diagnosis came following a routine checkup or screening. For Hispanic survey respondents, 72% of the individuals said a diagnosis was discovered at a routine checkup. Skipping regular checkups is common among individuals who feel healthy. That's me. One in four respondents said they miss routine checkups. Reasons cited include a conflict with work hours. The individuals are not thinking about it. A general dislike for going to the doctor's office. That's me. Insurance issues. Issues. <laughs> Fear of hearing bad news and the time commitment required. Young people were least likely to take advantage of regular checkups. Just 40% of Generation Z respondents, those are ages 18 to 24. Just 40% of them said they believe preventive care is important to overall health. But that number rose to 49% for millennials. Gen Z also reported they felt least in control of their mental and physical health. While men had an overall stronger view of their current health status and the ability to control it in the future, only 38% of women had a positive outlook about their weight, and body mass index. Just 40% of female respondents felt positively about their financial health. So that's the end of the highlighting. The the article goes on for another half a page, but uh, the curator, the content curator, did not highlight any other elements of this article. So I'm going to quit. Randy, how are those crickets doing?
1: Uh, they've already chirped.
0: Okay, well, I think we're doing better than last episode where I ran over by about a, 60 minutes or so.
1: (laughs) All I know, I don't remember just exactly how many minutes it was, Doug, but all I remember is we had to take a lunch break because people were calling and going, I can't stay any longer. I need
0: food. I wondered where you went. That didn't slow me down at all. I was yakking away, reading (laughs) stuff and pontificating. And uh, so I'm glad the crickets are there. I just wish they were a little louder in warning me about when it's time to shut up.
1: I think we have the same issue with the crickets as we do with your Fancy Dan cube clock.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, and I, I listened to an episode before posting it just uh, recently, and I said, "Oh, Mister Popular," for no reason at all, which would confuse the audience. What was happening was my phone was ringing in that incessantly horrible tone that Mary put on my phone, and oh, it just okay. irritates. It irritates everybody, but it didn't make it through the microphone into your headset <laughs>
1: so, so you were you were referring to mr popular and i thought it was
0: me oh it my turns god out, it turns out it, it wasn't you it was me it, but it wasn't me oh
1: now i'm disappointed
0: uh well maybe next time well i have a
1: i have a just a thought to share about these whatever you call these things these the health,
0: sh- sharing the health
1: sharing, sharing things yeah yeah okay And I've got to tell you now, believe me, I am absolutely no insurance expert. I've noticed that. (laughs) Nor do I play one on television, but I heard you, I didn't know there was such a thing. Uh And my head was just spinning going, oh my gosh, what an absolute disaster that could be.
0: Absolutely. Well, here's the deal. Let's say you and I start an insurance company. Hey, Randy, it's like, hey kids, let's put on a show. Only yeah. let's start an insurance company. Well, there's nobody that's going to make us do what we promised to do, but we're out there asking for money from people. Hey, if you right. give us 10, 10 bucks a month, we'll pay your, you know, you know if you stub your toe, we're going to pay you some money for it. And uh, so nobody's holding a gun to our head to just refuse to pay our obligations when they come down to it.
1: Well, the thing that really raised my hackles a bit, was that these places tell their members or customers or fellow believers, whatever you uh-huh. want to call them, to go after charity funds first?
0: Yeah, that's the okay, thing they don't okay, tell you. That,
1: so, the, no, 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 no. We, no, we are not going to do that.
0: That's hidden in the fine print. Let's see. You go throw yourself on the mercy of, you know, the Salvation Army before you come to us to get your bills paid. That's not what on. insurance is all about.
1: No, come on, stand up, grow a set, and. You know, act like you are responsible for what you need to do.
0: Right on, brother. I'm with okay.
1: you. Okay. Well, obviously, that's not going to be popular in some corners of the world, but th- this now, this trying to go for charity first, okay, that really caught my attention.
0: Yeah, that's uh, my belief is that we all stand on our own two feet, and charity is for those people who can't. But yes. when you sign up for an insurance plan, <laughs> that's a big red flag right there. If they tell you, okay, when you submit your claim, make sure that you've been turned down by all the charities in your town first. That's not, yeah, a, that's that's not a, a game problem. I want to play.
1: Yep. That's a problem. Uh, that, that makes Medicare Advantage plans even look good.
0: Absolutely. That would be my choice before a Medicare Advantage or before a <laughs> sharing arrangement. I would go to a Medicare Advantage plan. And I'd say, surrender. I surrender. Sign yeah. me up because I don't want to...
1: Even though it's scam vantage, I'm going. Okay, this is better than I don't even know what to call this other thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they call it sharing. I call it maybe very skimpy. If if anything, uh, it's not coverage that you can rely on if you need to.
1: No, no. Okay. Well, I I've I've stated my piece. So let's go ahead and close out the shop today. We have a couple things I always like to do first. Get out your pencil. Doug loves to hear from you. You can reach him at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. The other thing i like to mention is that Doug is a nationwide licensed expert to help you with your Medicare supplement needs. Check out our website at medicareforthelazyman.com. We would appreciate a rating on the podcast and or the books because we're always up against it on the ratings. It's, it's almost like commercial television or commercial radio, you know, we're always up against it on the radio, I'm telling you. But the last thing, and probably the most important, is that I want to thank you for joining us. You could have been a hundred different places doing a hundred different things, and you weren't. You chose to spend a little bit of your important day with us at Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast, and we are trying to be more judicious about the time, because I know your time is important just as much as ours is, and ultimately... If you weren't watching your watch, we have spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma. No more. He's living up in the high altitude areas behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And now I think the next thing he needs to watch for with his army surplus binoculars is somebody trying to peddle sharing plans.
0: Oh boy, let's stay away from those. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.